greatest master plan in history is finally taking shape, and its implications will affect everyone. Get ready, it happens now. Have you ever watched Gene Roddenberry's classic Star Trek series? For those who haven't, it features a socialist galaxy state in the 24th century. By that time, technology was so advanced that people lived in absolute abundance. All basic needs were covered, nobody had to work, and the concept of money didn't exist. Instead of pursuing wealth, people did things in the name of the greater good. Now, what if I told you we were quickly headed towards a Star Trek-like economy? Except, this won't be the egalitarian dream Roddenberry imagined. I may sound like a broken record, but AI, artificial intelligence, poses an immediate danger. And it's not what you've been told. For most of the past decade, machines of any intellectual capacity were mostly a fad. They showed big promise on paper, but they didn't really materialize into anything practical until now. With the release of OpenAI's ChatGPT, we've got a real sneak peek into what AI is truly capable of on a massive scale. It's still an early beta stage, but the implications are already beyond mind-boggling. In fact, the level of disruption has already begun. Last month, BuzzFeed, one of the world's largest publishers, laid off 12% of its staff and replaced them with OpenAI. And that's just the beginning. In my letter, more powerful than Meta, Google, and Twitter combined, I showed how AI-powered tools like ChatGPT will soon replace journalists, academics, coders, and search engines. But you don't have to take my word for it. AI has already become a mainstay in professions everywhere. Over 100 million workers, from journalists to computer engineers, are already using ChatGPT on a daily basis. This is the fastest growing tech product ever, and it will disrupt our entire economic system. For the past century, capitalism has been the main driving force of the Western world. And despite all the socialist hate, capitalism makes a lot of sense. In theory, it rewards everyone based on merit instead of status or caste. It motivates society to work harder and innovate, which ultimately leads to a better standard of living. In fact, capitalism is what lifted many people out of poverty after the feudalism era. It was the underlying force behind the birth of the middle class. But while it was so effective in industrialized economies, it's the opposite in a technology-first world. You see, for capitalism to work, most of society must have at least a chance to compete. That is, actually do the work. But as technology improves, more and more people are left out. Think how many human workers you relied on just a few decades ago. If you wanted to book a flight, you called a travel agent. Insurance, a personal broker. There was no Gmail for your correspondence. All your mail, newspapers, and bills came from a human mail carrier. And let's not forget how many bank tellers it took to send a check back in the 90s. Today, a few taps on your phone and you're set. For all of the jobs technology has replaced, AI will replace even more. It's not a matter of if, but when AI will be better than most statisticians, researchers, copywriters, accountants, paralegals, telemarketers, coders, digital marketers, I could go on. But two years from now, AI could replace almost every middle skill office job. In other words, futurists were dead wrong. See, it's not blue collar workers of the working class that will lose their jobs to robotics first. We're still many, many years away before a robot can come to your house and unclog your sink. But AI can destroy the swarms of office dwellers on the lowest rung of the corporate ladder. Take bookkeeping, for example. They've already been replaced by online apps that read receipts and categorize them for you. As a result, what used to take 10 bookkeepers now takes only one to oversee this entire process. As AI gets exponentially smarter based on inputs from hundreds of millions of users and computers grow more powerful, think quantum computing, there aren't many white collar jobs AI can't replace. We are now witnessing the early byproduct of late capitalism, the ever-growing income inequality between the rich 
and the poor. As we often say, the poor get poorer and the rich get richer. It was inevitable. As technology replaces more workers and makes elite-infested corporations more efficient, capital simply clusters at the top instead of trickling down. But do you know what history has taught us right before a capitalist economy comes to an inevitable end? Those in between get squashed. Take a look at this chart that shows the middle class's share of income over the past 30 years. Since the advent of the internet, middle earners have consistently made less money than everyone else. In 2020, the trend temporarily reversed, but that was just an outlier due to stimulus checks. Same goes for accumulated wealth. Is it a coincidence that the middle class began to shrink right after the internet took off? AI will be the tipping point that finishes them off. If you aren't convinced yet, take any middle class job and ask yourself, can AI fill that position in the next 10 years? If you read my piece on ChatGPT, your answer will likely be yes in nine out of 10 such cases. And what happens when the middle class, the powerhouse of the economy, gets kicked out of the system? To avoid revolt, policymakers will have to come up with ways to feed society. In fact, the CEO of OpenAI is already urging policymakers to lay the groundwork for universal basic income, otherwise known as UBI, a fancy term for social welfare, whereby the government gives everyone a set amount of money on a regular basis. If you think this won't happen, it already has. In fact, we predicted this would happen in 2016 and revealed how governments were already testing basic income. Here's a letter from Secret Government Experiments in 2016. The only way out is to either raise taxes exponentially, which hurts the economy, or the last and final resort, helicopter money. What is helicopter money? Helicopter money is exactly what it sounds like, free money from the skies. Don't think for one second that this is a far-fetched idea. Not only did Janet Yellen not raise rates this week, she actually alluded to the fact that we could see helicopter money coming. In Europe, lawmakers are already urging the central bank to deploy free money to citizens. They don't think Canada is out of the question. In fact, basic income experiments are already underway. An experiment whereby the government gives people money for free for nothing. Don't believe me? Check Trudeau's pre-budget report. It's in there. A few years after we wrote that letter, the government did indeed give free money via COVID stimulus checks. And it'll happen again. But if you're a socialist, don't pop the cork just yet. Over the last week, we've heard many experts tell us why the Silicon Valley Bank and other smaller banks failed, but not one so-called expert mentioned this from the Federal Reserve. As announced on March 15th, 2020, the board reduced the reserve requirement ratios to 0%, effective March 26, 2020. This action eliminated reserve requirements for all depository institutions. A reserve requirement ratio is simply how much cash a bank has to have at all times. In March 2020, this number became zero. What does that mean? Well, here's a letter we wrote in 2013 on how the government borrows money. Banks in the U.S. are required to have a certain amount of money in their system, known as reserves. These required reserves are normally in the form of cash stored physically in a bank vault, called vault cash, or deposits made with the Fed. In the U.S., the average fractional reserve lending ratio is 3%, meaning if you deposit $100 at the bank, the bank can take 97 of it to make loans or gamble on the stock market. Not only are the banks able to use most of your money to make big bets, they now have a record amount of money in deposits from selling bonds to the Fed. And with so much money sitting in the banks, the banks are practically forced to invest it and make even bigger bets on the stock market. The Fed's policies forced banks to make bigger bets in a low interest rate environment. And then it took it all away by rapidly raising rates. The end result, as we predicted via Twitter, many smaller banks will be swallowed up by the bigger banks. And that's exactly what happened when the Silicon Valley Bank UK's division was sold to HSBC, Europe's biggest bank, for $1. Just as the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, 
the big banks get bigger and the small banks disappear. And it was all planned and orchestrated with the expectations that AI and technology would replace human workers. It's stunning how many people get excited when told that the government will give them free money. They hear UBI and their eyes light up. They think the government will shower them with cash and they'll live happily ever after in a Star Trek egalitarian idol, never having to work again. But as history has taught us, things never turn out well when people rely on the government or a ruling entity. Remember our investigation into the Hamilton Project? As MIT documents revealed, the Fed is building a central bank digital currency known as CBDC to not only replace the fiat dollar, but the entire depository banking system. For starters, it would grant the Fed power to bypass all commercial banks and distribute money directly into the economy. In other words, citizens would no longer need to bank at small institutions. Meanwhile, the big bank's role will be relegated to managing financial services such as offering loans and investment banking. And while that doesn't seem like a bad idea, remember that the Fed's CBDC tokens would be fully programmable, allowing the Fed to control your cash even if it's already in your possession. Suppose we are headed to egalitarian socialism. Why are the powers that be designing a monetary system that looks more like the ultimate enforcement system than it does an equalizing tool? Well, if people rise up against the system, the ruling power will have the means to tame them, the same way China's President Xi did during the Shanghai lockdowns. And that ruling power will be whoever controls the money supply, just as the Rothschilds so infamously foretold. Mark my words, if the Fed distributes UBI the way government manages the national budget, which I'm sure it will, the majority of the population will live hand to mouth. This is precisely why the elites and those who control the monetary system ushered in this wave of cheap money and are now taking it away. They knew AI and technology would eventually replace humans, and with the unelected Fed in power, there won't be much any of us can do. It will become totalitarian, not egalitarian. Captain Kirk from Star Trek would not be pleased, nor will you. Seek the truth and be prepared.